0: Today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor, and the best app for buying and selling tickets for sports and music and even events like December 11th, Warriors at Celtics. Oh, yeah. With SeatGeek Marketplace, you can sell tickets without getting hijacked by a ridiculous after the sale cost. Go to SeatGeek.com BS to learn how to buy and sell tickets on SeatGeek, and don't forget to download the free SeatGeek app. and our promo code BS. SeatGeek will send you $20 once you've made your first purchase. Today's episode is also brought to you by meandies.com, the home of great fitting underwear that happens to be two times softer than cotton. I'm wearing them right now. My favorite Meandies product is the Men's French Terry Jogger, the most comfortable pair of jogging pants I've ever worn. I actually lost them because I wore them so many times they walked out of my house to get away from me. Go to meandies.com slash BS. Get 20% off your first order as well as free shipping in North America. And also I should mention the Channel 33 podcast. Available for subscription on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Features Andy Greenwald, Chris Ryan, Julia Libman, and myself. We did a challenge podcast that we simulcast on the BS Podcast and Channel 33. And just today, Vulture said Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald's podcast on Channel 33, The Watch. They called it the best pop culture podcast on the market. Wow. All right, let's go. Yeah. Joe House is on the line. What up, House?
1: Oh, we're Friday rolling. You know how we do. Um,
0: I'm excited for this one. First of all, we're taping this at noon East Coast time, Friday, December 11th. Okay, Tupac, you can go away now. Uh, We're excited. Tupac's excited. We're going against his Warriors tonight. Uh, This is great. I mean, we only really have... There's like a seven and a half hour window for people to hear this before the game actually starts. But the the twenty four are they twenty four and oh the Warriors twenty three and oh, I uh, should know this. I would say twenty three and out, but they've won oh, they They've won twenty seven straight, going well, into Boston.
1: Yeah, like talk about that real quick. Um, there is some controversy about giving them regular season wins from last year for the purposes of the streak.
0: Oh, I I, I thought it was the playoff wins. Which oh. game did they lose in the finals? I In my head, I was just calculating and they went three in run the finals. So for me, they okay. won 26 okay. straight. Okay. Yeah. But I guess I, I, we don't do that officially.
1: I think for the purposes of the streak, the 33-game streak that they're challenging, uh, and there's been some stories about it this week, people, that there, there are, they're counting the regular season wins at the end of last season. I don't like that. I don't like it either. Yeah,
0: that's not legit, especially because the end of the season is always wonky. Um, I think just them starting the season 23-0 is one of the 15 most incredible things that's happened in the NBA. And I know they didn't play... I know they haven't played San Antonio yet, and I know they haven't played Cleveland yet. And those are really the only other two teams that are worth a damn right now. But incredible. It's just... Just to win 23 straight, you're going to have... like They've had three or four 50-50 games where either team could have won, it comes down to a shot, a play, a bounce. They won all of those. They've had really good injury luck until this week where they've there are three players that matter Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson those are the three indispensable guys in the team they've been able to keep them healthy for all 23 games until Klay got hurt near the end of the last one and uh just to to be able to bring it to the table every night that's the hardest thing I mean the the 86 Celtics which I think was the best team ever lost 15 times and I think nine or ten of those losses were the teams that were under five hundred because it's just hard to show up every night. Uh, House, am I overreacting or underreacting?
1: I think you're reacting appropriately. Okay, good. I thought the Pacers game was super interesting. As as that fourth quarter got started, uh, I thought, you know, this this could be the game where uh, Golden State has some vulnerability. and, And because of the particular position they were in going into the fourth quarter, they were up by so much. And this, this might be the first time I might um, give Lukey a little bit of a, of a down thumb grade, thumbs down grade. Uh, he, he sat all the starters and watched Indiana um, over the course of the fourth quarter bring it within, you know, like a dozen points. And by the time he got the starters back in, those guys had been sitting for so long. That uh, they were they were clearly uh, mentally checked out. They were physically not up to it. And right. in the last like four minutes, I thought, you know what, this might be the loss. This could be the one.
0: It was it was sitting there. Yeah, Luke Walton went a little Sam Mitchell on us, unfortunately. I'm uh, I'm pumped for tonight. My buddy Sully, CMO of the Celtics, um, MVP of my wedding in 2003. He said this was the hottest regular season ticket since opening night of the first LeBron Wade game. In Boston which I think cool. was uh late October 2011 uh everyone wants to go I think I think the word is out in the street now that the warrior when the warriors come through town you got to go you just have to go you have to call in whatever connection you get you go on on SeatGeek and all of our favorite uh the SeatGeek marketplace all that stuff anywhere to get tickets and yeah um the words out
1: well it's, people want to see it's not this. like you need the word to go out to go see a, you know and an a great opponent anyway especially on a friday night
0: the reality is very few teams reach this point i think miami and the heat got there to to maybe 90 percent just because people were so excited to see wade and lebron together and and just the aura around that team and all the hype and all that stuff people wanted well, to see that that first that, year
1: that well the 27 game stretch that they went on it was great. That that was an unbelievable one.
0: I don't think they were even 40% as the, as a the, aesthetically pleasing as this Warriors team is. The 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 real ah. story with this Warriors team is they're so much fun to watch that anyone can watch them and enjoy it. Like my wife can watch a Warriors game and enjoy the hell out of it. If she's watching Miami, she doesn't care that they their rotations are perfect and st- stuff like that, you know.
1: I know, but those the, the LeBron Wade and Bosh when they were uh, shooting from all I was shooting on on all, all all firing on all cylinders that's what I'm after. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. It was great. the streak it really was awesome, awesome inside out game.
0: I'm proud of uh I wrote a a column that I actually liked. I I don't like a lot of my columns after the fact, but I wrote a a column that I think holds up about the streak and and that team was special in its own way. The the way they're constructed it was just so hard to ask the kind of effort that they needed from those three guys game after game for a hundred games a year. And, you know, Wade broke down the last two years. I think that's, what's interesting to me about this Warriors team among all the other things that's that's going on is they're doing this in a way that these guys seem to have energy for the next game. That the fact that they can sit for a lot of the fourth quarters, the fact that a lot of this is outside shot and not punishing drives where they're just getting pounded every time. The pace they play is fun. And, it all lends itself to a regular season, you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, all, all that's true. I, I still think we're dealing with an awfully small sample size. Well, it's, I mean, I it's think over one fourth
0: of the season now.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, And that, that's not. It's not time to start comparing them to the Heat team and the trajectory of that Heat team. It's it's really the the first quarter of this season and the last. What would you say, six weeks of last season?
0: Yeah. Well, historically. Teams that are kind of have their shit together heading into a season have always been able to rip off pretty good streaks, right? So, like the 0-9 Celtics before KG went down in Utah, I think they were like thirty and five or thirty and four, some crazy record like that. Remember the Pistons the year yes. after 0-5, the 0-5 finals? Right. They yeah. had that great run. They got the four All Stars.
1: Exactly. Um, that was the, c- the comparison I was going to make too.
0: Yeah, a lot of the a lot of these finished product teams. Have an advantage because there's a lot of turnover in the league, and the next season starts, and these guys haven't played together, and Ty Lawson's on the Rockets, and you know Rondo's on the kings, and it's just you, t- basketball players need a while to figure out how to play with one another. I think when you can come into the gate and you know who you are and you have your identity well, that, and you have your best player, it's an advantage the first two months
1: and you have to look no further than who's on the bench coaching the team to sort of right. prove the that ball. point with this squad, right? I or mean, the look at the Spurs. Is.
0: The Spurs have four losses right now. It's it's another team. They added Aldridge, which was a big chess piece to bring in, but they know who they are. They have the infrastructure in place, and, it, and, and it's great for them.
1: They've also been quietly doing what they always do, which is rest guys. Yeah. On any given night, two of their important cogs are sitting out.
0: They're getting a great a great kind of Kawhi leap season that I think we all wanted him to have. And, and I think it would have been weird if he didn't have it, you know, I, I don't want to criticize Kawhi cause I love Kawhi and I'm not criticizing, but this was the year for him to go up a level. And he did, it was right yeah. on the timetable of what we wanted from him.
1: Yeah. So, it reminds me of Bradley Beal, except for the opposite. <laughs>
0: have you, are you officially ready to trade him?
1: No, no. Can you trade him the Celtics?
0: Can we? Can we make an offer? Do you like James Young?
1: Do you like Brooklyn picks? (laughs) I like Ben Simmons.
0: Well, if you're the Warriors, I mean uh, the Wizards. Like, how long do you give this? Actually, we I uh, I solicited our friends on at NBA Reddit. Great, great, uh, great site. Really topical stuff and smart comments. Not. Not too mean. I think a lot of message boards get super mean and super personal. They do a good job of policing that. I asked them, I told them we were taping a podcast. I gave them an hour to send us some questions. And they sent a bunch of really good questions, one of which was from Hungry Bear 22. There's 21 other Hungry Bears. He had to go with Hungry yeah, Bear 22. He wants to ask Cass why Bradley Beal and Otto Porter haven't made the leap everyone expected them to make after last season's playoffs. Keep this answer quick.
1: So I'm not prepared to say that everyone expected Otto Porter to make the leap. Um, speaking of a small sample size, True. sizes, the the dude had you know two and a half good weeks in the playoffs after a full year's worth of grooming from Paul Pierce. Well, Paul Pierce isn't on the team anymore, and Otto, Pier, Otto Porter um, has regressed a bit. He looks a little bit lost. Maybe we were asking and, and hoping for too much out of him. I feel. Beale is, is, is just going to be, I think, kind of a slow development story. He, he is not physically – it looks to me like he might still be growing. Every single year he's been in the league, he's missing games because of um, n- n- nagging injuries, Na- like there's some leg problem, some ankle problem, some foot problem. He hasn't yet played you know, 80 out of 82 games. He doesn't yet look like he has the physical fortitude to deliver night in, night out. So he continues to be uh, inconsistent. He and is their best scorer.
0: Also <clears> important <throat> to mention with him, 22 years old.
1: That's, that's the point. Same, he's age super young. As,
0: same age as Michael Carter Williams when he was a rookie.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. So so, you know, the the um the leap from Beal might be two years from now when he's twenty four. So that's why, you know, you don't start including him in trade talks unless we're talking about somebody like the Boogie. But um that that's the well, deal. we it's, last
0: night we had National T V Rondo and Boogie putting on a little great. show on T N T Rondo. I love that Rondo's back. I don't think it's possible to contend for a title if he's one of your two or three best players, just for the way the league has drifted, the style, yeah. the stylistic stuff. But he's, this is the perfect team for him, and really, one of his best skills is just being able to get the ball to a big guy. He's great at it. Like you may remember, once upon a time, you and I in college, did I get you the ball where you liked it?
1: Oh so many times you knew exactly where i
0: liked it yeah we we were like freaking frack i knew where you liked the ball i knew how to get it to you in this spot where you could do turn around and do your little bob mcadoo little turnaround shot or your little jump hook
1: yeah Rondo's my, great is, great at my that. catch up the elbow
0: right rondo there's th- there's three big guys in the league that he could kind of click with like that and boogie's one of them boogie gets it like you see on the bench now like, those guys like each other. It's probably the craziest alliance we have in a while. It almost reminds me, like, in, uh, in MTV's The Challenge, when two crazy people get together, and then all of a sudden they're kicking ass. It's like, uh-oh, these two. I don't know how well, this is, is going to end, but it's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of evidence out there, sports teams over the years, that have had guys that have disliked each other, but they've been successful anyhow.
0: Quick whiz question uh, from a dead guy slash oh, I- IRL. Uh, I want to know what House thinks of Whitman.
1: I think he's in an impossible situation. Okay. Um, he's not responsible for personnel, and I think the uh, space and pace system that they've adopted this year, they, they still need a stretch for. I, it will always be um, uh, a heartburn for me that they didn't go out and get Channing Fry when he was available. All of last year and all of this summer. Now he's not available because Orlando's playing great and, and you need Channing Fry.
0: Five. Yeah, stretch for a veteran. I can't believe exactly. nobody traded for the two things I couldn't believe from last summer. Nobody just stole <laughs> Channing Fry from Orlando. He was sitting there.
1: He wasn't then, even stealing. They were offering him.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing is, Zaza, after the Bucks plucked down all that money on Greg Monroe, Zaza, anyone could have had him for free. And the Mavericks were like, Oh, damn, what do we do? DeAndre just boned us over. And they stumble in the Zaza. And it shouldn't have been a stumbling. Like, that guy's good. He got in shape. That guy rebounds. He's played in playoff games. He's feisty. I like Zaza. You He's shouldn't tough. be able to just steal him for $5 bucks for one year. Uh, that, that, those were the two that, dumbest things. Those were the two moves that bothered me the most last summer.
1: Yeah, and the complexion of Dallas completely changed with him.
0: Yeah, we should talk about, I'm sure somebody, one of our Reddit friends asked about Dallas, but, oh yeah, hold on. Let me, let me give, I want to give the proper amount of love here because people took the time. Uh, I have a Mavericks question here. Uh, yeah, I thought I had one. Oh, well. Oh yeah. Uh, OJZOH. How the hell are the Mavs winning games? <laughs> Seems like a fair question. Uh. I think all the credit goes to the infrastructure. You see, you talk, we talk about, you and I talk about the infrastructure with football, basketball, the coaching staff, the front office, the owner. Everyone's on the same page and you bring guys in who might not work on a, most other teams. I think Darren Williams is an awesome example of this. I thought Darren Williams was finished. You Bring him in. You got Carlisle. You got Cuban. You got Dirk. They bring Wesley Matthews in who's a gamer, who's a great guy. Um, some of the veterans they have in their bench. And Darren Williams, whose career was pretty much over. The Nets paid him $29 million to go away. They bring him in. They pump him up. They're rubbing his shoulder. They're hugging him after games. All they're doing is getting him fired up and invested. They're getting him in shape. And the guy's rejuvenated his career. I mean, he's not an all-star anymore, but he's a valuable point guard. And that is the infrastructure. And then when you have a guy like Dirk, who's such a great leader.
1: So um, that's- that's the 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 point I was going to make. Yeah, yeah, and Dirk like, is having another incredible it's amazing. Season. It's amazing. You just can't you know overstate how how impressive it is at this stage of his career. I think he's around. Is he a fifty? He's definitely fifty forty ninety right yeah, now, right? He's having
0: his best season in a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. He looks good too. Like it, like he passes the eye test. You watch him and he's not. You know these old guys they they mummify a little bit and you, you seem to go oh man oh, that's tough like especially around the basket on drives things like that and uh he kind of
1: did well he, he
0: mummified four years ago but i'm saying it's that's not it. worse he's right. he still I know, can I know. get his little he's fallback. Better. yeah uh I you know this was a best case scenario for the Celtics because we didn't want Dallas to finish with a top seven worst record because we wouldn't have gotten the pick now they're winning enough games and they're in the mix that Either they get the pick and it's near the end of the first round or, it, you know, there's some injury risks on this team. And that's a team that in the second half of the season, if some guys go down, all of a sudden they're drifting the other way and, and that pick turns into an asset. I would trade that pick now. Uh, we should talk about this one. A few people mentioned that. We'll give the credit to Cornman. Cornman.
1: Oh, nice. Good job, Cornman.
0: Thanks for weighing in, Cornman. Sixers bringing on Colangelo. What does this mean for Hinky in the process? Oh, am I glad somebody asked about this. This happened since our last podcast, and um, where do we begin?
1: Well, you know, one thing that, that I love is it's the ghost of Stern is still there. Like the, the, this, this league more than any other league is so transparent with stepping in when 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 they see something going on with a team that they don't like. Yep. And they just said, you know, uh, Stern did it two years ago with the vetoing of the the infamous vetoing of the Lakers trade, you know, basketball reasons that will that will forever go down in the annals. Yeah. Um, But this is just the league stepping in. Hey, Sixers, enough is enough.
0: I wrote a column, I think, May 2014 about the 10 Steps to Tanking Perfection, I think it was called, about what the Sixers were doing. And it was like, I hated it, but at the same time, I appreciated it because they were taking advantage of rules that the NBA just refused to change. And I think, you know, if you just remove humanity from this whole thing and personality and you're just doing this as a mathematical formula, what they're doing makes sense. They're basically saying... If we give ourselves a five or six year run of being horrendous, one of these years we're gonna win the lottery and we're gonna end up with Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant. We're that that's our best chance to land one of those guys. And now this year, Ben Simmons, who I think's the best college player in nine years since Durant, uh, they're gonna have if the Lakers pick ends up like fourth, they're gonna have like a thirty seven percent chance at Ben Simmons.
1: Well, All right. the other thing is, you know, the, the the process hasn't failed them. They had a little bit of bad luck. You know, the the lottery is indeed a lottery. You don't just outright get the number one overall pick if you're the worst team. Right. They they missed out on KAT and they missed out on Wiggins, and K-A-T. and they K-A-T. rolled the dice with Embiid and that you, didn't work.
0: You confuse me with KAT. That's what we're calling him now.
1: Oh, what do you want? What do you want to call him?
0: And can't he just be Towns? Okay, you can be towns. Sure. Well, KAT, you could talk me into it. Make the case for KAT. KAT.
1: <laughs> it just shows up. It's all caps. It just jumps off the page. Oh, there's KAT.
0: Can we call him Big Cat?
1: Then I could do Big Cat, Levine, and and, and the wigs.
0: Can we call him Big Pussy? <laughs> no. We can't?
1: No, no. Big Those Cat, guys are Big all pussy. play on the Wizards.
0: <laughs> Good joke. You made Tate laugh with that one. Uh, so the process here. here's a couple flaws with the process. One is that they didn't really totally know what the process was. All right. So if you're, if you're just going to blow three to four years, then why do you take 22 year old Michael Carter Williams as a rookie? Why not take Greek freak? Why not just say we're, if we're going to be terrible and we're going to roll the dice and we, all we want to figure out is to try to find franchise players. And that's the goal of the process. Then why not roll the dice with Greek freak Why not take Porzingis over Okafor? And you and I, before the season, we were like, we both like, oh, we like Porzingis in Summer League, but we were like... I I remember, I mean, you go back two months, and I was saying like, oh, Hazonia might come back to haunt the Knicks. Yeah. You know, this guy's going to be exciting right away. Porzingis is a project, a lot of pressure. Now, clearly, Porzingis was the second best pick in that draft, but you look at Philly... Okafor, terrible defensive player. Terrible. We knew it in college. We knew it was going to be terrible in the pros. We knew like the comparison was Brooke Lopez, somebody like that. I don't think anyone thought he was a franchise player. The Lakers passed on him to take Russell. They thought he had a better chance to be a franchise player. Not that the Lakers are the best uh, litmus test, but if you if if you're doing the process and you have a team like the Celtics that's just offering. All kinds of picks and assets and everything just to get into the top four so they could take Justice, Winslow, or Okafer. Why not move down, add more picks, and try to increase your chances? Why not add a Brooklyn pick? Like, If you're just trying to game the system for the best chance at a franchise player and you know Okafer is not a franchise player, why not trade backwards? This is the stuff I don't understand about the process.
1: Well, you need an insider. We need a Philly insider or an NBA insider uh, to to give some insight into whatever their thinking was with that. They, maybe they thought that Okafer was indeed a franchise player. They misapprehended. They certainly did not think that Porzingis had any potential to be a uh, a franchise
0: player. Well, that's a that's the culture, right? So, and the, and this goes to another part of the process. Like when you're just throwing away everything. You're not building a culture for the players that you do pick. So you have Noel and you have Okafer. And you have Okafer who's a, you know potentially an A-list, low-post player. And then you put him with the worst guards in the league. Well, who's going to get him the ball? Like, if you really want to develop Okafer, why not sign Rondo to a two-year, $25 million contract? And he's not only a trade chip but somebody that can help Okafer you know kind of feel and himself the, the first and year and
1: honestly it's not you don't even need to to get somebody like rondo he's he's probably too expensive for All right, what the Wait, get Jameer nelson get any, there, that's anybody there now you're talking the professor get go Andre go get miller yeah get miller and and Jameer, right and bring them in and and work with the big guys the 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 whole team needs uh uh some veteran leadership to teach them about professionalism apparently
0: Well, my uh, good friend of the old podcast, friend in general, Mike Lombardi, Big Sixers fan, yeah, um, has obviously worked in teams for years and years and years. Big Sixers fan just couldn't understand what they were doing because he thinks that trying to build a culture is part of a rebuild. And if you're building a culture where everyone's expendable, um, you don't care if you win or lose, you don't care how you're developing your young players – then how is that a long-term way to succeed? I think you, the flip side, Minnesota, Flip Saunders, uh, RIP, really smart about the moves he made with veterans. I actually think he reinvented uh, how to rebuild a young team a little bit because he was like, we're going to overpay KG. We're going to bring in Andre Miller. We're, who was the other old guy they brought in? They brought in a I, third I old know. guy. Um, I don't know. who is it? Tayshawn Prince. Tayshawn Prince. Three oh, that's veterans. Right. Tayshaun,
1: I forgot. Old about guy, that.
0: veteran, respected veterans who know well, know they, how to handle their business.
1: And they've had Kevin Martin. Who's, they had who's Kevin a Martin. Who, who knows? I what mean, legitimate veteran, at least.
0: But you have Towns who's going to KG camp now every day. And like, think about this position Towns got put in versus the position Okafer got put in. Yeah. Who's 19 years old. He's on the worst team in the league. They don't care if they win or lose. He has nobody getting the ball. He's playing with Noel. They don't fit together. And I like, how is that a process? So, really, the process was just let's be as terrible as possible until we get a franchise player. And back to Adam Silver, this is, you just can't do this in a league where the team is traveling for 41 road games a year and the other owners, they, and this is why Colangelo comes in. The other owners are like, what the F? Yeah. Wait, I, the Sixers came in, you know, we had zero walk-up sales, <laughs> season ticket holders complaining, like, what is going on? Why can't we fix yeah, it?
1: It's bad faith for um, the teams on the revenue share concept. Right?
0: Can you imagine, it's, like, if Netflix was like, hey, we're releasing Narcos. In five years, it's going to be good. <laughs> these first five seasons are going to be atrocious while well, we develop the young actors that we hope will be good in season six. When we hope we get a franchise player, it's like, yeah, you can do that, but anyway, you can't
1: ask people to pay for it. I mean, who, who are the season ticket holders in Philly right now?
0: Well, all right. So they had bad luck with Embiid. No question. Right. Yeah. All the trades Hinky made were defensible. Drew Holiday, good trade. Got two good picks from it. Uh, the Michael Carter-Williams trade, turning him into a Lakers pick that has a chance to be the fourth, fifth, or sixth pick and, you know, more ping-pong balls, that's a good trade. Michael Carter-Williams hasn't looked that good in Milwaukee this year. Um, would they have been better off just getting Brandon Knight, you know, for that for Michael Carter-Williams for Brandon Knight, which was basically what that trade was because he was the third part of the thing and bringing Brandon Knight in and signing him and giving Okafer somebody who could Maybe make a couple shots. I don't know, but I think they brought Colangelo in um, as a sign to the other owners that they're taking this seriously.
1: Totally agree.
0: And he's going to take over this team. I, I thought it was laughable that they tried to pretend that Hinkie had final call. First of all, Colangelo has been trying to get back in the league for a couple of years. He was trying to get, he's trying to put a group together to buy the Suns back from Sarver. Oh, and uh, and he wanted back in. He's seventy six. He wanted, he wanted mm-hmm. back in. And now he's back in and I promise you he will have control of this team. So, um, I think they just looked at what Hinkie did. They were like, all right, dude, this didn't really work.
1: Well, it's a, it is an interesting coincidence that he's arrived in the season leading up to, you know, a once every five years kind of player. Once every, maybe once every right. 10, I don't know. I mean, it's we can't compare Ben to Anthony Davis and Wiggins yet. Um, but
0: I think he's once, I think he's a, a better prospect than those guys. Whoa. I do.
1: Better than Anthony Davis?
0: Yeah. I do. Wow. I think he's I think he's a once a decade guy. Or maybe twice I guess twice a decade would be fair. Because yeah, it yeah, seems like yeah, twice a decade right, there's a transformative guy. I think this guy I mean. Um The interesting thing about Ben Simmons it doesn't even really as long as he stays healthy, he's gonna kick ass and the season's gonna end. He'll turn pro and he's going to have three shoe companies coming after him really hard because now Under Armour's in it. You have Adidas that's probably third place now and a little desperate. Nike's Nike. And you also have a really good chance. He could go to Philadelphia, Boston or Los Angeles three of the yeah. league signature teams. What is that worth? Is it, would you pay if Derek Rose got a $300 million shoe deal, what would you pay Ben Simmons if he's on the Lakers and you're Nike and you're battling with Under Armour? What would you pay for Ben Simmons?
1: When did Derek Rose get a three hundred million dollar was like deal?
0: Wasn't that what it was, Tate? It Was like close to 300 million or 250 Recently? Million, like two years ago?
1: Oh, okay, all right.
0: Um, in retrospect, not a great deal for Adidas.
1: <laughs> that was not that great. was one that didn't work out. Not great. Two hundred two hundred
0: fifty million. Oh, I'm sorry, only two hundred
1: fifty million. Yeah. I
0: can I buy stock in Derrick Rose?
1: I think you want to buy a, a a I think you want to short that stock. No, no, I'm going to I'm
0: gonna buy it cuz it's so low oh. right now. I actually want to buy Derrick Rose stock.
1: Oh, you think he's undervalued at the moment. Oh, I
0: think he's super undervalued. First of all, he broke his he broke his orbital bone under his eye, and I've done that and I was afraid to play basketball for like a year after that. You're just constantly afraid you're going to hit in the face. I don't care if you have a mask on. I think he's playing differently. I think, okay. it's, I, think, I think it effed it them a little bit, and the what the guy I'm watching now and the guy I watch Wednesday night is not remotely Derek Rose. Not, it's like a, an imposter. It's like an alien. So I'm not. I, I don't think he's going to stay this bad. I think he's going to get confidence in 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 rally. Do you disagree?
1: No, I I just still have a hard time uh, putting my finger on the pulse of this Bulls team. Uh, and I can't yet figure it out. It, see, they they seem like they can lose to anybody uh, in, in the league. Uh, I'm really impressed with Powell so far, um, but I don't know what to expect out of out of D Rose um, and how long he's going to be able to maintain it before you know. I, I hate to even raise this before another uh, unfortunate uh, injury comes into the picture. It's
0: a fair you. Rose Durant a lot of these guys are all in the same show us 2 months in a row camp. Yeah. Yep. And Durant Durant is really starting to look like Durant again, but let's nice I want it to keep F, going until February and then I'll be like, "All right, Durant's back." I'm not willing to say it after a week. But um I think they need to make it. I think there's certain teams that just need to make a trade. And, you know, obviously I'm addicted to trades. I love the the trade machine. Um the Bulls.
1: So you you want the Bulls to make a move?
0: They don't. That team is weird. It's not a team that works. I mean, they'll be I, fine. I, I they're going to make this. the playoffs, but just the pieces don't fit together. Like, I don't think you can play Meritich and McDermott together. I don't think you I can play Powell that. and Joakim Noah together. I don't know if I love the Rose Butler backcourt. It's it's just the pieces don't fit. So what do you do? I don't know. I I think if they could, like, if I'm Brooklyn. And my team sucks. And yet I don't have my first round pick, but I'm not a complete disaster. I I would roll the dice with Rose. I would do the Joe Johnson and whatever and just be like to Chicago, like, we'll take Rose's contract off your books right now. Joe Johnson's expiring. Um, you can just get out of the Derrick Rose business right now.
1: How old is Rose now? Late 20s. Yeah. And what's left on his contract?
0: He's got like 20, I mean, he's got this year and next year for big, yeah, big two bucks. two years,
1: right? Yeah.
0: And if you're the Bulls, you get out of that contract, all of a sudden you're a major player in free agency next summer.
1: I understand why the Bulls would do it, but why would a team like Brooklyn do that?
0: Because why Brooklyn not?
1: You, you have, have to they roll need-
0: the dice with somebody. Like yeah, they, yeah. you have no picks the next three years. Like at this point you're looking at damaged good guys that you're hoping to rejuvenate. And if you're them, it's like, Oh, we have Derek Rose, Brooke Lopez, um, Thad Young, Thad Young. And we have the makings of something. Maybe we'll make another trade for a contract and all of a sudden we're moving. I would think yeah, about they, it.
1: They need a young guy. They need guards. Holy cow.
0: Yeah. They, they, uh, you know, they're winning games, which is annoying. But
1: they they have 25 three, two and a half let's say NBA players,
0: right? But all of those guys have been healthy through the first twenty five games, which is super yeah. annoying. I would uh, if I were the Bulls, I I, w- I would trade either Noah or Gasol, and I think Gasol has real value. He's got a great contract. Maybe you pair Gasol up with Miretic or McDermott. McDermott's starting to look like he's going to have a career. Maybe you pair those. Maybe you do a two-for-one. They need to do something. And and Hoiberg, yet another college coach that I'm down on.
1: This is the thing that that I think is also one of the culprits for why, when you watch them, they they seem so disjointed. I Um, mean, they they put off stretches. They run off stretches where it's like, whoa, that's a legitimate basketball team. That team plays great defense. I thought they looked really good against the Warriors. But then you you watch them other times. they're, They're just garbage. They can't defend. They're slow
0: um today's biggest reddit question ever i just made up that sponsored segment right now today's nba reddit biggest question ever is brought to you by personal capital their free financial tools are fantastic personal capital shows you all of your accounts in one place making it easy to manage finances track investments and grow your net worth and it's all in real time do you need an investment checkup tool or a fee analyzer or a sophisticated retirement calculator Do you need to speak to a financial advisor and get personalized portfolio guidance at a lower cost? Do it with personal capital. Head over there right now, personalcapital.com slash BS to link your accounts. And in seconds, you'll have your own personal financial dashboard. Get three free months of free advisory services if you enroll right now. That's personalcapital.com slash BS. Okay, here's the Reddit question. You're going to like this one, House. All right. This is from Dusty Shot feels vaguely pornographic would you like to muse on why Harden and the Rockets are playing like turds most of the time yes I would like to muse on that thank you Dusty House do you want to start
1: Uh, I'm interested in hearing your angle first
0: I think here's my angle this is good feel free to steal this internet James Harden was number two MVP last year and was one of the best three or four players in the league and had the best season he's ever going to possibly have. Because why? What do you think happened that triggered that?
1: I don't don't have a theory for you.
0: Okay. He's on Team USA that summer. Okay. All the best players in the league are there. And you, you have sure? psychopaths like Westbrook and Durant, who are like Coach K is like practices at nine a.m. today, and Westbrook and Durant are like, all right, we'll be there at seven, and they're showing up and they're working their ass off for a couple hours, and everyone else in the team's like, well, we want to, we want to, we want to work hard too, and it just kind of goes, and I forget who ended up on that team, but I. The, the, the team because Durant ended up leaving after the Paul George thing but there was a while where they were practicing during the summer and just in general when the best players are around each other over the summer and they're, and they're kind of comparing how they're working out with each other and there's always a couple of maniacs like Kobe's a maniac LeBron's a maniac and the other players feel like oh I, I actually I don't want to I don't want to lose stride with these guys and they get in shape Harden shows up for that season in awesome shape And has a great season. All right. Now, who did he hang out with this summer? House.
1: Uh, Khloe Kardashian was in the mix.
0: Okay. Preseason starts. James Harden not in shape. Wasn't in shape. Starts the season. Not really in shape yet.
1: Uh, Well, one of the things that's interesting, he's never played a a season like last season in terms of making it that far and that deep into the playoffs.
0: Yeah, because he was he was like a he was a, a chiseled awesome, just ready-to-kick-ass machine who who realized when he's playing with all these other guys that he's really good at basketball. And now... Yeah, I
1: mean, in terms of carrying the load, he was on that um, OKC team, but he right. wasn't carrying the load. Right. Uh,
0: so he comes in, he's to not final. totally in shape. <laughs> Dwight Howard can't play back-to-back games. They're kind of tired of McHale. They quit on him last, last game six or five of that Clipper series, game five. And then Josh Smith rallied them back, and they somehow win. Ty Lawson comes in. He's got his own set of issues. They have all these guys who think they should be playing and that Monty Unis isn't out. I think all of this is really understandable, actually.
1: It, it is understandable. It, it it seems like it could have gone the other direction as well, which is the the crazy thing about it. You know, We, we were so bullish on them um, winning a ton of games on the idea that they were just going to uh, pick up where they left off from the regular season last year and just kick ass, and that they had so many interchangeable pieces that they'd be able to spread out um, the minutes and, and address you know things like Harden coming in not in shape and, and Dwight Howard you know with his perpetual uh, you know combination of nagging injury and, and not 100 percent in shape. You thought that guys like Monta Ellis and Harden, uh, I mean uh, uh, Ty Lawson uh, and Beverly back would, would help offset. Um, whatever those issues are, and that just turned out to not be the case in any way, shape, or form.
0: Team USA 2014, Anthony Davis was on that team. Steph Curry, Steph Curry. Nobody works harder than that guy. You don't think James Harden's like, oh shit, gotta get going? I do think. I think Harden will play himself into shape. I'm not giving up on this Rockets team. The yeah, they're not going to win as many work.
1: games as, as we said they were going to, but
0: no. We were right on a, on a lot of those overunders though. Like we, a couple of people on the Reddit thing asked about the Cavs. What's going on with the Cavs? Both of us thought they were going to throw away the the regular yeah. season and just yeah.
1: The answer is nothing's going on with the Cavs. Yeah, Their starting fine. point guard might start playing again in 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 the next two weeks. That's they're, what's going on with the Cavs.
0: They're fine. Um, yeah, they'll have a run in like February where they win sixteen straight games. Everybody will be like, oh, the Cavs here they come. Yeah. Hey, can we talk ladder really quick? A few people asked about this. So, the Lakers lose their pick if it's four or lower, right? Okay. They lose it to Philadelphia. Um, They have buried the young guys all season. Russell, Randall, Clarkson, just... Well,
1: not just buried, but like publicly humiliated them.
0: Yeah, it's... Byron Scott's... Undermined
1: their confidence.
0: Yeah, he's handled it in a way that it's almost like another team is paying Byron Scott to sabotage the Lakers, which... Can't be ruled out. I'm no, not saying it I, happened. I I'm just saying I, I wouldn't rule it out.
1: No, it's it's I think the Lakers are paying Byron Scott to sabotage the Lakers. Oh, you just explain why. You one. just explain why. They 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 need to be in the top three, right, to keep their pick.
0: But you don't want to lose a whole year with Randall Clay. So I think they lost to Minnesota by one and it was the perfect Laker game and it should be the blueprint of everything they do going forward. They played Kobe as twenty five minutes. They sat his ass for the entire fourth quarter they turned it over to the young guys and most of the time those guys are going to lose they're young they're figuring out who they are but they're going to get those crunch time chops and the reality is if you're not the number 1 worst team you get 25% of the ping pong balls if you're number 1 number 2 you get 19.9 and they're probably not going to be one of the worst two teams you know the well, net the nets are probably going to be worse than them
1: I don't think so I don't think you think I'm they're going have...
0: to be the second worst team
1: I do. I do think they're going to be the second worst team. I would and not I rule out the Nets. Be close.
0: Do not rule out the Nets.
1: Well, the Nets, the Nets will will get there if they trade away two guys. If they just the Nets are to, one to injury down.
0: away from losing like twenty five straight.
1: Okay, that's fine. That's fair.
0: Um. So anyway, uh, if I were the Lakers, I would try to find some middle ground. I'm I'm just way against blowing a whole year of development with young players. And this is why I didn't love the process in Philly. But uh,
1: well, that's the curious thing about the Lakers—they do have veterans, right? We chastised Philly for not yeah, putting they, some veterans around yeah. the kids. They have veterans around these kids, but it doesn't seem like uh, you know that there's any of it is taken hold. Now, Randall's been really impressive. He had an awesome game against the Wizards. I love like uh, Randall, and and Russell doesn't look bad either. He he just had a great game uh, last night or the night before. Um, the two of them together is kind of a promising combo. But I I think the Lakers' mission is to to play poorly this year.
0: Yeah, I agree. And they should, that should be the mission, but you don't want to retard the development of your players. And that's that's I the just tension. used retard in a PC way. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, <laughs> Congratulations. But uh, the, he, I had my Laker fan friends like, oh my God, Russell is fucking terrible. We should take him Porzingis. It's like Russell needs the ball in his hands. You can't he, ask Russell yeah, to go stand on the left side and watch Kobe Jack jump shots. Every, anyone's going to suck in that scenario. Like, the like, kid just hasn't wait.
1: come off the bench since the sophomore year of yeah. uh, high school. Russell's fine.
0: I he's like fine. Russell. Uh, Me too. We have uh, three quick important questions, and we got to go to the NFL picks. One more band says, I would like to hear about the Charlotte Hornets, currently second in the East. Are they legit, and can they keep it going? First of all, everyone in the East is separated by one win, but I, I yeah. think— I think uh, it's surprising that they're they're a playoff team. Neither of us saw it coming. The the two things that I see there is the Batum trade was just excellent,
1: unbelievable.
0: They took a chance, and we we both liked it because I just thought he had a bad year last year and he had some personal shit going on. Now he's in, you're trading for a guy who's in a contract year who has I, something to prove.
1: And I'm ready some, to put him in the most improved player running.
0: He's, well, yeah, he's back to what he used to be. And what's funny is, I always assumed the Spurs were going to just steal him. I just thought that how <laughs> this is a classic Spurs. How could, how
1: could he not be a Spur? It's French so true. French
0: he's, he's a D and three guy. It, it's just textbook. And he's going to shoot 48% on threes and all the, everybody's like, oh, but to Spurs rejuvenated him. But the Charlotte did it. And the upgrade of Kid Gilchrist, who was an awesome defensive player last year, but can't shoot. And now you have Batum, who's making threes. Marvin Williams,
1: I know. Who but I that's thought that's the other.
0: Can we might have to make Marvin pee in a cup. Marvin, send us your <laughs> urine. What is going on with you?
1: <laughs> that's unfair. What I if know, he I'm just kidding. got motivated? I'm
0: kidding, Marvin. Okay, um, good. The the, I mean, what is it? Year year eleven for him.
1: Yeah, he This he's is been the guy they always time. kind of
0: thought he was going to end up being, like this swing. Same man years, can, Chris Paul. Yeah, this guy who can vacillate between the three and the four. Who makes threes who plays d like he's been really good they have a bunch just a bunch of white, just a steady stream of white guys who get garbage rebounds and putbacks and uh well, to and me, Kemba's a go pretty ahead. good crunch guy
1: what's been crazy is they made this enormous leap in terms of the three point shot they're eighth in the league in made threes right now and eleventh yeah. in the league uh in a tenth and in the top half of the league you can't do that uh, thirteenth in, in percentage um did you and, see
0: they're sixth in offensive rating? That to yeah. me, that's the upset of the year.
1: Right, that, that team looked
0: like a that t- the guy who used to sit behind us at Celtic games. Whenever there was a terrible game, he'd be like,
1: "Oh my god, this is a rock fight."
0: <laughs> and the Hornets were just a rock fight every year. and Now they actually. So make where did shots. all
1: this efficiency come from? It's, it's it's the combination of Batum and Marvin Williams on the on the rejuvenation machine and. Uh, Jeremy Lamb's corpse um, has showed. Uh, there's been a heartbeat, and Kemba's having a really good year.
0: And, Jer- and uh, Jeremy Lamb, even though he's not making threes, he does stuff. Like he gets rebounds. He's athletic. Uh, I like what Jeremy Lynn's done for them. Sure, I think he he brings something to the table off the bench. He's certainly better than having like Austin Rivers. Tate, what are we missing with Charlotte? Anything? Tate, uh, Tate just got a big boner over there.
1: P.J. Harrison.
0: P.J. Harrison. Tate says right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. he's trying to get signed by the heat he's trying to get it signed by the heat tate says why uh, pj harrison it was like minus 300 he was going to be in an e60 profile in <laughs> two months for something horrible and plus 250 that he was going to be a decent member of the of a playoff team in charlotte and uh and people are cashing in on that underdog bet now that charlotte thing's good they look well coached that's Whenever whenever something doesn't add up, I always watch the team and I'm like, oh, they're
1: very polished, well coached, professional. And they just gave Clifford an extension. But here's the thing: what the hell happened last year? We 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 thought this, you know, some iteration of the team looking like this from two years ago yeah. was was going to happen last year. What was the interruption last year? They were was it Lance?
0: Yeah, Lance. Lance was basically just like hiring a nuclear reactor and just letting it just emit fumes in the locker room. The oh, Spencer man. Haas for Lance trade was a smart trade. I liked it. Spencer Haas, man. Doc just gave up on him after a month and that was it. Just wrote him off. Uh we had two more really quick. Uh where is it? Oh. Oh, we might have to save that. Let's save this one for next time. This is from five point play. I like that. Good good username. Are we sure he's a good coach edition? Doc Rivers.
1: Oh my! Hmm. Let's save it. It's a long conversation, yeah, we'll and you uh, and H. Bob um, already did a takedown of the Clippers.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll save and, that. One.
1: And you know, it's a it's a it's a critique. It's an analysis of, yeah, yeah. of the combination GM coach. It's not enough to just talk about the coach part. Yep. Uh so Joe let's save it.
0: Joe Boss six one seven says: Laker fans, or you should talk about Laker fans being concerned that they're talking, into, they're turning into the '90s Celtics after Bird's back went out. I just want to mention this quick. We felt this way after Bird retired when we had Reggie that next year. And it was just like, this is going to keep going and going. We're the Celtics. And what you realize is 10 years can go by really fast where, oh, we have Reggie, Reggie Lewis and D Brown and Ed Pinckney and Brian Shaw. We have all these guys. This is going to be great. We're going to keep rolling through the 90s. One guy doesn't pay we had terrible luck with Reggie Lewis, obviously. That was one of the yeah, worst things that's I mean, ever happened. But you don't,
1: you don't plan on that.
0: D Brown never made it. Right. Right. Brian Shaw got traded for Sherm Douglas. Um all of a sudden you look all of a sudden it's nineteen ninety seven and you're holding on to the Tim Duncan lottery balls with a twenty five percent chance or thirty percent whatever it was, just praying you get it, you don't get him. And it's just my point is just because you had an awesome run doesn't mean it's going to keep going.
1: Well, the and, other thing that you can speak to with that Celtics team was franchise instability. Yeah, there was yes. some, some GM issues going yes. on then. We had, and, and oh, my ownership God. Ownership issues.
0: We had Dave Gavitt, who they brought from the Big East. It was like, Dave
1: Gavitt, he's a pro. Everybody
0: loves him. It was a little like what Philly did with Colangelo. Um, he was awful. Had no idea what, how to use the salary cap. It's like, what's this? I just signed Sherm Douglas. Is that bad? Uh, so he was a disaster. Then they bring an ML car who pulled off the first ever, I think this is the only time this has ever happened. Somebody who's just a complete atrocity as a front office guy, just a complete atrocity, just couldn't have been worse. And then retroactively tried to claim it was the plan all along. And people actually <laughs> bought this, which I really appreciated. It's like, Oh, is your plan all along to sign Dominique Wilkins to a long-term contract and, and double down on Sherm Douglas and have no idea how the salary cap worked for two years and pay Dana Barros 20 million bucks? This was your plan for us to be terrible, to tie up our cap for the rest of the decade? He was the worst. And then they bring in Patino, who was worse than ML Carr.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Patino traded yeah. an unprotected lottery pick for Vitali Potapico.
1: So that's the thing that these Lakers fans should be concerned yes. with. Yes. Very, very Jimmy concerned. Yeah. Jimmy Bus,
0: <laughs> Very concerned. Uh, hold on. I had one more good question for you. Oh, yeah. I like this one. We've talked about this before, but I think it's, it's a good one. This is by Abshaz. The stacked small forward position. LeBron, oh Durant, PG, and Kawhi are all playing at ridiculous levels right now. When was the last time a position was that stacked at the top? Holy shit. I don't even know. Wow. Can't even tell you. What's the answer?
1: I don't know. We we have to do some historicals. Get Tate on that. We need some...
0: Now, Tate's 22. He, he's, all he cares about is whether P.J. Hairston's going to play in Miami. He doesn't care about the history <laughs> of the league. Uh, I was thinking, like, in the mid-'80s, Yeah. you had small forward where you had... Uh, and, and these guys aren't as – I mean, Bird is as good as the guys we have now. But, like, you had small forward. You had Alex English, Dominique Wilkins, Adrian Dantley. It's a pretty good four there, but not on this level.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think.
0: This is like – these; those four small forwards are like four of the eight best players in the league. I don't remember a position being that stacked in, like, There was like an era where point
1: guard was, was impressive.
0: Where it was, like, GP, Stockton, Isaiah –
1: yeah, Isaiah at the end.
0: Tim Hardaway, but it's yeah, like they never yeah. kind of overlapped at the same time.
1: That that's the thing I'm I'm struggling with. I can't put the eras together.
0: There's some good center times where it was like Ewing and Shaq and Hakeem Robinson. Maybe that's the last time.
1: So you uh, had I, I like I like the center one.
0: Yeah, so you had in '93 you had I'm doing this off the top of my head. Hakeem's like career year statistically. Like go yeah. go look at Hakeem's '93 season. Sometimes people who cares about basketball stats because you'll have a heart attack. Robinson who was like the walking embodiment of, of where advanced metrics were going. And 50 years from now, people are going to think he's the best center of all time. It's going to happen. I'm just telling you. Ewing, Alonzo Morning's in there. Shaq's in there. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a good era. Um, all right. That was fun. Thank you to NBA uh, Reddit for, for sending us those questions. And we'll do uh, that
1: again. I, yeah, like, I enjoyed that. that.
0: That's fun, right? Thanks for the help, NBA Reddit. Uh, speaking of help. So, House, when when we were in college together, I don't know if you know this, but I used to sneak off. I had my sports column in the Crusader every week. I recall. I used to write it longhand in a notebook. I used to write out the whole column. With a pen? With a pen and and a notebook. Write it out. I didn't have a computer until senior year. That's how old we are. I did not have a computer until senior year.
1: Yeah, I had to go to the computer lab.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I write out my entire column, (laughs) first draft of my column, longhand, I would go into the Crusader office and I would type, I would basically transcribe what I had just written in the notebook into the system. And that's how I did my column. (laughs) Do you know where I used to write that column? Longhand? No. No. Dunkin' Donuts. Uh,
1: Ah, I should have known. That's where we were headed.
0: They had Dunkin' Donuts like about six, seven minutes from campus. Yeah. And used to go there, used to sit on a stool, there was a window. I forget what the intersection was, but there was a window in the Dunkin' Donuts and you could look out. I liked having a window. Didn't feel like I'm not trapped. I'd just sit there and I, and I would write out my column. And uh, this was I think 90, 91, 92. there's 75, 80 percent of the columns I wrote, I wrote at uh, the Dunkin' Donuts in Worcester. So it's my pleasure to tell you about the DD Perks Loyalty Program since I am oh. a loyal customer. It's how yeah. Dunkin' Donuts shows its appreciation to its loyal fans. Members earn points toward free beverage rewards. They get exclusive offers of great perks. They even get a free beverage on their birthday. Enroll right now and enjoy loyalty the Dunkin' way. Sign up at ddperks.com or by downloading the Dunkin' mobile app. Get a free beverage when you enroll. Use promo code BS when signing up. Participation may vary. Thank you, Dunkin' Donuts. Thank um, you, Let's do this. NFL lines, uh, or not NFL lines, NFL bets are best five. Um, you have the Seahawks and the Ravens. Seahawks laying 10 and a half in Baltimore. Who do you like?
1: You know how, how I like to do this sometimes. This is just a straight out, regular old, pure contrarian play. This is a classic 80-20. All the money is on the Seahawks. The Seahawks yep. have been kicking ass, back-to-back wins, scored a ton of points last week, beat the pants off the Vikings. Curiously, they are only two and three against the spread on the road this season. And the main thing for me is um, there's a bunch of great angles uh, having to do with home dogs getting at least ten points. Yeah, they cover over sixty percent of the time.
0: Yeah, I was gonna, and that's for like five, six years, right?
1: Yeah, that's like oh, for the decade. Even further back, yeah, either, even further back than that. And there, there's there's some nice angles in a situation with a road favorite that's coming in off of back to back covers. Uh, the home dog getting the ten is 33 and 17 against the spread and 11 and 3 against the spread over the last four weeks of the season. Thank you, Big Al, for that little nugget. Um, I like the Ravens getting all those points, and I don't really care uh, whether it, whether Schaub's, uh, playing quarterback or Clausen. I kind of care because it'll be funny to watch Clausen play quarterback, but uh, I do enjoy that. For the purpose of my of the wager, I like the Ravens.
0: The contrarian thing worked last night with Minnesota and uh, Arizona.
1: It the sure line did. goes
0: to ten. Uh, Minnesota's too banged up. Um, then you had me coming in taking Arizona minus ten, which was really made <laughs> making Minnesota lack always... of the year. I think yeah. I'm I have to look this up, but I think I'm like two and eleven on Thursday nights. Might even or two and twelve, something like that. Yeah, I just I I suck on Thursday, Thursday night. night. Yeah. I don't put any thought on my pick and you should go the other way every time I make a Thursday night pick. Uh Bills Eagles, pick That's them. You. Yeah, in Buffalo. Oh no, I'm sorry, in uh, Philadelphia. I like the fact that it's in Philadelphia because I think those fans want to turn on the team as fast as any time anything goes wrong. It's like they have a home field disadvantage sometimes. <laughs> uh, the Bills.
1: Chip Kelly's worn out as welcome, right?
0: Yeah, I think. Uh, and they coming off a win that they're feeling really good about themselves, so proud of the team. Um, we we're up fourteen and nothing. And our coach, who I think uh, maybe maybe took like three Advil and he should have taken two right before the game or something happened to Belichick in that game. But he does an onside kick with a rugby player when we're up 14 nothing. All of a sudden, it's 14-7. Then we get a pump block with 10 seconds left and a pick six touchdown and a return tie. I mean, that game was ridiculous. Yeah. You, you can't tell me the Eagles are back. So I like this Bills team. Now that Tyrod's back. Tyrod. Tyrod. Tyrod? Tyrod. Tyrod. Tate's our pronunciation for all black athlete names. Is it? Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod. Tate's Tate's an honorary black man. Uh, Bill's last couple games, they beat the Jets. Yep. Hung with the Pats. Lost by seven. Hung with the Chiefs. Beat the Texans. Dropped 30 in the Texans. They did. I think they're pretty good. I'm taking them.
1: Yeah, I think they're, they're still, a borderline playoff team, right? Exactly. They more importantly, they think so.
0: And I don't. I and I like the thought of Rex Ryan um, figuring out different ways to attack Sam Bradford. I love the Shady McCoy revenge game. I like it. I just want to root for the Bills, and I think they can win. So I'm taking them. All right, Pats Texans. We both have this one. That this line is jumped back and forth between three and four. It is now four. The Pats are laying four points in Houston, coming off two straight wins. They haven't lost three games. Uh, with Belichick as the coach since
1: 1872. Um, (laughs) I had 2002, but I I didn't realize it went that far back.
0: Yeah, it was after the Civil War had ended, but before the next war. It was somewhere in there, 1872. It's impressive. Yeah. Uh, Who do you
1: like? Um, (laughs) I don't want to sound like waffling, but the the number is is moving, so I like the Pats at three, and I like the Texans at four. (laughs) Because I sent it to you last night with the Pats at three, and I have all these great angles. The, the Pats have been so um, uh, immune from losing consecutive games and, and, and not covering consecutive games. And they have you know, this sensational uh, track record uh, coming off of a, a loss. They're, they're uh, including this delicious angle, 16-0 and 0 against the spread. The last 16 times, they were on the road off a loss. When they're playing a team 500, they're better.
0: They're not not losing to Houston. It's not happening. Yeah. And if you don't think Belichick was just furious and apoplectic about the special teams catastrophe last week, which is what lost them the game, and if you don't think he laid into those guys all week, and if you don't think that the team is going to play well on Sunday, then you have not been watching the Belichick-Brady Patriots since 2001. They're going to win this game.
1: Can you promise me that Brandon LaFell will stop dropping balls? Will you promise me that? He's hurt. He's oh, got so a I he's got to a
0: work. toe thing. Yeah, he's playing hurt. That's that's okay. what's going on with him. He's All not right. he's not this bad. Remember, they threw to him twice in big spots in the Super Bowl during the last two drives. He's he's playing banged up. A lot of the guys are banged up. Amendola will be better this week. The best thing about that Eagles game was it got James White going. Um, they're fine. You the they're going to score. Thirty plus points, and Houston's not. Houston's offense isn't going to be able to put up more than twenty. Take take so the. So let's pats. both
1: be on the Pats. I pats want to be minus on
0: the pats. four. I would take it up to minus seven personally. Okay. okay. Same thing for this pads. game. Broncos Raiders. We both have this one. It's at Denver. I listen. I'm just riding Brock Osweiler. I think these lines all reflect the fact that the gambling public can't decide if Brock Osweiler's good, and they 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 don't understand with Manning and the whole thing, and it's like. This guy's better than Manning. And Denver's one of the best teams in the league. And this was the best thing that could happen to this team. I'm laying the seven with Denver.
1: So that's fun. Uh, I don't get to sing this week because I am not taking Denver. Okay. Uh, I actually like the Raiders at the number. Um, there, there is uh, a bunch of um, nice historical uh, um, footage, uh, analysis, data that supports the Raiders playing Denver tough in situations like this. Yeah. Crazy stat. For whatever reason, Denver. One 6-1 and one against the spread the last eight games in this series at home. Why is that? Who the hell knows? Maybe the lines have been inflated. Two, I don't know. Seven, it's a, seven
0: out of eight times there was blood in my stool. What does that mean? <laughs> does that mean I'm going to have blood in my stool this time? You better
1: time? go to the doctor. I, oh, shit. You're I, right. That's, this is, that's a terrible sign. I, 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 I why like do like I have blood that's in that's my bad. stool? No, I'm that's kidding. That's a bad angle.
0: I don't, I don't like really. that one. I, I just totally.
1: think this is going to be a low-scoring game like the first game. Yeah. Uh, Denver offense is in, in uh, exactly the, the mode they should be in, which is not making mistakes, right? Not making game-changing, game-altering mistakes, which is really the biggest difference between Osweiler and Manning. Um, the Raiders held uh, Denver under 300 yards total offense last time. I just think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I like the, Oakland getting the number.
0: But they held them to under that, and they held them to 16 points with, with Peyton Manning's corpse at quarterback.
1: Well, the, the Denver hasn't scored more than 17 points with Osweiler, or, or 19 points, whatever it is. where they beat the, the Bears,
0: 19-17? It all sounds great. I'm teasing the Broncos with like 17 different teams. <laughs> well, there you go. That's a whole a different card. deal.
1: Well, they're, if they're I'm going to tease them, team then team i got to lay them. that
0: seven, too. Lions-Rams, I'll go quick. Uh, the Rams have quit on the season. The Lions are only laying three points. The Lions actually have not quit on the season and they're trying. And I don't, they have had 10 days to rest for this game. They've had 10 days to recover from the Hail Mary, uh, I, Caldwell apocalypse. I don't even know what you'd call it. <laughs> the Rams suck. And that Quinn's out for the year now. Ogletree's out for the year. They have no quarterback. And, the, and I think Fisher's going to get fired and the team might move. What am I missing? Why is this line only three? I'm taking the Lions. Next yeah, game. I like
1: the Lions too.
0: Uh, another one that I don't... Oh, actually, you go here. Packers-Cowboys-Green Bay-Lang-7 at Limbo.
1: So this one's for the Cuz because uh, the Cowboys really handled the D.C. Grudens uh, mm. Monday night. They beat them on both sides of the ball, and the, the, the only reason... The D.C. Grudens were in the game was because of the turnovers. Yeah. the And, and uh, Castle's overall general ineptitude and, and, and suckiness. Okay, you realize they, he's playing this week too, right? I, I know, okay. but the, I, I, I count on McFadden not putting the ball on the floor, you know, 17 times this game. Uh, I have this um, interesting tidbit for you. Uh, if if Aaron Rodgers' preposterous Hail Mary had not been completed, yeah. we would now be entering this game. On a three-game streak of less than 200 passing yards, Aaron Rodgers less than 200 passing yards. He's on my for that ridiculous. He's on my
0: fantasy team. I'm very aware.
1: (laughs) So I love the Cowboys here. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, There has been nothing uh, impressive about Green Bay for about seven weeks now, and I don't know why uh, seven.
0: So you're saying don't relax?
1: (laughs) I would not relax. Somebody... The most impressive game for, for Green Bay in 10 weeks was the beatdown of, of the Vikings. And the Vikings are now, you know, kind of schizophrenic. They're an every-other-week team.
0: My biggest dis- YouTube disappointment of 2015 was looking for the YouTube video that I had assumed some crazy Packers fan had made with Aaron Rodgers' face on Frankie from Frankie Goes to Hollywood in the relaxed Music video. And I don't know why that doesn't exist. And I'll be I thought, honest, I'm disappointed in all of the weirdos who do things like that on the internet. That should exist.
1: I thought you were going to say uh, uh, Harry's face on on Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, Harry should be in there too. Harry Styles.
1: Yeah, Harry huge Styles. Packer
0: fan who never turned Great around. Great
1: story with the Cubs.
0: Big, big pack. That was. We needed that game though. <laughs> as a as as I'm meeting my uh, shashimi. Uh,
1: the deep, the deep analyst.
0: Uh, Jags-Colts, I'll go quick. Jags lane one against Matt Hasselbeck. Here's my theory in this. I like the Jags. I think they're a little frisky and they can move the ball. They can throw it. I don't think the Colts are good. I think Matt Hasselbeck, he's 40, right? So he's only a couple years younger than us. It's like all fun and games. He's starting he's a football quarterback for a couple weeks. Going pretty well. Oh, Matt Hasselbeck. Wow, he's... Actually, a really good backup quarterback, good half decent starter. Better than twelve quarterbacks in the league who's starting. Feel good about Matt Hasselbeck. All right. Well, now it's like week six or week seven, and he's forty years old. Yeah. And he's starting to get a little physically banged up. Probably get out of bed on Monday morning. Took him like ten minutes. Goes take a poop. There's blood in it. Second poop Uh, blood joke of the the podcast. Enough
1: already. Gotta (laughs) stop that. Three
0: by the end. Please stop. Uh, Take, had to up the painkillers. Um, just walking around, like when he sits down, he has to put his hand down on the chair. I think he's it in hurt. that stage of 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 this whole filling in for Andrew Luck thing. And I'm taking the Jags.
1: I like the Jags. I thought that Jags Tennessee game was the most entertaining game of the week. It was I watched. Amazing. Got got to see so much of it on uh, Red Zone.
0: I'm gonna make the Jags the Jags minus one my there's poop in my there's blood in my poop oh, no. lock of the week
1: oh no <laughs> the preparation H lock yeah <laughs> we could to on the phone with those people
0: last one I can't wait to see who you pick in this normally I can predict who you're gonna pick and this one I don't know I my guess is Cincinnati but Cincinnati's laying three at home against the Steelers who do you have
1: oh good I'm glad when, when, when I can go left when you think I'm gonna go right I love the Steelers what are you talking oh, about oh good I
0: like them too I like the how about, Steelers.
1: How about this crazy uh, angle? 8-1 and one, straight up and against the spread. The last nine times where they're coming into Cincinnati mm. uh, looking for a revenge. Love that one. Yeah. Nice angle on, on the Big Ben. 15-5-1 against the spread in division games during December. 5-0 and oh, straight up and against the spread as an underdog. Love Big Ben in this angle. Pittsburgh does not fear playing in Cincinnati. and straight up and against the spread in Cincinnati since 2000. Pittsburgh playing for his playoff life. I love everything about where Big Ben and Antonio Brown are in terms of making beautiful, sweet music together. I like Pittsburgh.
0: I love the three. If it goes to two and a half, I probably won't bet it. If it's three or higher, I'm I'm betting Steelers. And I think they're two receivers. We've been talking about Brian for a few weeks. Fastest guy in the league. A number one receiver on just about every other team. And they have Antonio Brown, who's the best receiver. I think he's the GOAT receiver right now. Or not the GOAT, but he's the championship belt holder. He, he took it over from Megatron last year and he's held on to it this year. And they just, they can move the ball and make huge plays.
1: They have all those weapons. Wheatley's been unbelievable.
0: Wheatley's been great. But Wheatley's also, you know, he's being defended by the other teams. Fourth best defensive back or whatever. Yeah, right. You know, it's he's, a luxury. He's, he's, he's gets to feast on the scraps. Yep. So uh I'm with you on Pittsburgh. Um I saw the Revenant with Chris Ryan and Sean Fantasy.
1: How was it?
0: Leo's gonna win the Oscar.
1: Oh my. He's overdue.
0: He he just gets the shit kicked out of him the entire movie. It's great. And and like I, I took my wife to the screening and she went through like the nine stages of just having a heart attack that like covering her face. She cried at one point. She was just really upset. Animals were murdered during the movie. Like it was oh, no. really oh, everything. No. Like I had to I'll basically I had to carry her out. basically. <laughs> I had to basically carry her off the almost like Kellen Winslow in the Miami famous Miami San Diego game. I had to she had to be helped off. Uh it's great. It's so it's so well done, and it's so interesting. And I know it's going to get picked apart, and people are going to be like, oh, the first hour is better than the second hour, and it was too blah, blah, blah. And I know it's going to happen. People are going to pick it apart. I'm just saying I've never seen a movie quite like it. And um, the, the thing that's interesting to me, my dad's favorite movie ever, Jeremiah Johnson. Huh? You ever see that? Robert Redford? No.
1: No, I, I don't know it.
0: So Jeremiah Johnson still holds up. It's Redford's best movie. Uh, I highly recommend it to all the youngins out there. And this is basically the Jeremiah Johnson movie, um, updated, done with different actors. Like the what, high What does that motion.
1: mean?
0: Well, you'd know if you saw Jeremiah Johnson. It's it's the. It's the
1: it's you can't explain it in ten seconds.
0: Jeremiah Johnson two point Jeremiah Johnson. He's in like the eighteen seventies, and uh, and. You know, he's happy. He's living out in the wilderness. He's one of those guys.
1: A mountain man.
0: Mountain man knows how to get stuff done. And uh, they, they they kill his family.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. I, I hate that. You, know
0: you know who didn't like that? Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah. That's who didn't like it. I and uh, you know who decides to go get some revenge? Jeremiah Johnson.
1: All right. So there we go. Yeah. Now I understand. It's Redford. You, you,
0: you he yeah. grows a big beard. Anyway, my dad loves it. And the last line of the movie is, this narrative goes. Some some people say he's up there still, and it's like my dad. It's, every time it's on, my dad would watch it. So, I really like the Revenant. Are you excited to see the Revenant?
1: Well, now I'm I'm so far behind. Uh, they're they're just coming out so fast and furious. I haven't seen Creed yet. I haven't seen Spotlight yet.
0: <clears throat> Spotlight, you could probably wait to see uh, pay per view.
1: I'm I'm excited to see Big Short. Just came out. I really want to see that. Yeah. I mean, You're there's good. a bunch of 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 hot to trot ones. So wait, have, just wait on Spotlight. Creed, I should. I need to go see Creed. See in the theater. theater.
0: You have to see that in the theater. Yeah. Go see that in. A, go take one of your friends.
1: Could be a Monday matinee. It's Christmas season. Do a Monday no matinee. Didn't work.
0: Do you got to see the long. boxing scenes in the theater. Totally different yeah. movie in the theater. Yeah. yeah. Quickly, Warriors Celtics name? What do you like?
1: Uh, I mean, I, the Warriors until further notice. It's 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 going to be really fun to watch. What I know about the Boston and crowd's going to be up to it. Huh? Hobbled clay. Who hobbled Clay? Hobbled Clay is what you're Clay saying. Clay Thompson. Um, they said I, was- I, I just don't think it matters. I, I, uh, I the the, the uh, Warriors have shown an incredible resiliency, an incredible flexibility. They didn't miss a beat with Harrison Barnes being out. Clay is different. I know, no, no uh, doubt about it. But I just think you know, until further notice, it's Warriors all the time.
0: So you're just blindly taking them every game.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Twenty three straight wins will do that, to, you know. I, I like the the evidence.
0: I'll tell you who's going to show up tonight, my brethren.
1: I know it I, will be treated. I mean, it's going to be a great crowd.
0: It will be treated as a playoff game. I think the one thing that's going to be a little jarring because now we're in the Seat Geek era of of anyone being able to buy tickets. Oh, I think there is going to be a lot of Warrior fans there.
1: Well, there is definitely going to be some Curry love, right?
0: Curry is is the most popular person with under 15-year-olds um, since Max and Ruby.
1: He, Here's uh, the thing that I, mean, I, I think the, the Warriors will bring to the Celtics that will be a challenge for the Celtics, which is a perimeter defense that the Celtics um, are unaccustomed to. They don't see a lot of out of the teams in the East because um, they don't, there's they're just not personnel-wise, teams in the East don't match up. And the Celtics have been exploiting that. They beat the living daylights out of this stupid Wizards um, from the perimeter. I think uh, Golden State matching up, getting in guys' chests all the way out. Uh, and they have the, um, the the right combination to defend Isaiah Thomas. So I, 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 it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. It's going to be the best.
0: I have two things to, to, for you to watch out for. One is, a, is a, in a very nice way, but a revenge game by David Lee. I think he's going to be man possessed. He might only play okay. 20 minutes, but I think he's going to be all over the place. Here's right. the big thing, though. Avery Bradley and nobody knows this outside of people who watch Celtic games, but he has been one of the best four guards in the Eastern Conference this year and will not make the all-star team and might not keep it up. But he's an all-star right now. If, he, if you just do the list of the best guards in the East, he's on the list. And he's been an amazing two-way player. He's He's gone up a level. He's been clutch. He's a phenomenal defender. And I look forward to introducing him to Steph Curry
1: tonight. He, he's actually shooting reasonably well this year, right? Really well. Okay, so that's the change with him.
0: He's 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 Tate. What are Avery Bradley's three point stats? Thirty-eight
1: percent last time
0: I looked. Thirty-eight percent, Tate yeah. says. I'll check. That's, that's, But uh, that's yeah, he's Avery Bradley's like eighteen points a game. Um, the thing I love about him is he doesn't take anything off the table. The Celtics forty-three percent, forty-three percent from three, Avery Bradley.
1: Oh, and look, his, his field goal percentage is 46%. But here's the thing he's, he's averaging sh- 16 points.
0: Yeah, he's shooting six threes a game, House. He,
1: he is?
0: Yeah, 16 <laughs> points a game. Six threes a game. He's making 43% of them. Uh, yeah, that's and, great. And he's one of the best defensive players in the league at his position. And he's clutch. Like, I, when he takes shots in big moments, I feel like they're going in. So um, I'm really intrigued to see how tonight goes. I think it's a big test for the Celts. And I think it's going to be weird to have 30% fans of the other team in the stadium. It doesn't mean that the Celtic fans are rooting for the Warriors. It just means Warriors fans got into the building and there's, it's going to be a college atmosphere. I would uh, urge the Warriors fans to be careful tonight. (laughs) Um, It's not your typical city, not a city Uh that really uh, loves having fans of the opposing teams. You're, you're, just, just remember, be aware but, of
1: your surroundings. Is that your recommendation?
0: Yeah, I might I might scale it back. I might scale like, it back a little bit. Uh, the J bug will be in the house tonight.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, he's not afraid to make an observation to a, to another team's well, fan.
0: The J bug is benevolent now. Maybe the late '90s J bug might have handled uh, Warriors fans in his row a little bit differently.
1: But I just said make an observation. I didn't. Yeah.
0: No, it was it was a fair observation. But um, yeah, I think uh. I think it's going to be a festive atmosphere. Also in the house tonight, Dr. Bill Simmons.
1: Oh, of course. The doc. The doc why, is going. He has,
0: He has not seen Curry and the Warriors in person since this. Well,
1: whole he needs thing. to go. Is he gonna go early enough for the warm up or does he need to go to the blue plate special first? I
0: that's a good idea. I should tell him to go early.
1: Yeah, and then tell he can go, go get early, chicken get the fingers whole thing. or something. There you go. Yeah. He so to get there early.
0: Uh, you'll see him tonight. He's the guy with the long hair and the mustache and the cardigan sitting near the Celtics bench who uh, who won't budge no matter how bu- how exciting the game gets. Won't move, won't stand up. Just sits there like a fossil. There's that Bon Jovi video on the internet of the guy doing the Bon Jovi thing in his section. My dad, like, just a rock. Doesn't move. The doc
1: just does the doc.
0: The doc's the doc, man. You he's can't face him. But he's pumped. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm excited. Uh, Joe House? Yeah. It was a pleasure. Always. Uh, Oh, I have some people to thank. Thanks to Dunkin' Donuts. They just launched their DD Perks loyalty program. It's how Dunkin' Donuts shows its appreciation to its loyal fans because that's how they roll on Friday rolling. Uh, Members earn points toward free beverage rewards. They get exclusive offers and great perks. They even get a free beverage on their birthday. Sign up at ddperks.com or by downloading the Dunkin' Mobile app. Get a free beverage when you enroll. Use promo code BS when signing up. Participation may vary. Thanks to Personal Capital, a great way to track your money with the best financial tools imaginable. Monitor all your accounts in one place, manage finances, track investments, plan in your retirement, grow your net worth in real time. Go to personalcapital.com slash BS to link your accounts. You'll also get three months of free advisory services if you enroll right now. Thanks to SeatGeek, the presenting sponsor of the BS Podcast and Channel 33, as well as our favorite place to buy and sell tickets, Go there tonight if you need tickets for this Warriors game last minute. They're going to have them. And if you have one extra minute today after this podcast, I hope you do, please head over to BSPNsurvey.com to take a very short anonymous survey about today's episode. It would be a big help to the podcast as we head in, in 2016. The podcast is free. It's going to continue to be free. And you can help us out and go to bspn survey.com to help our show and also we have an itunes page not just for the bill simmons podcast but for um channel 33 and you can leave the comments there leave us some comments tell us what you like or you don't like about the show always happy to get feedback and never take it personally i've been on the internet since the mid 90s um always trying to make the show better so leave your comments there on the itunes page and uh And especially if it's comments about uh, the blood in Joe House's stool. Definitely that as well. I had to go back for thirds.
1: You did. I appreciate the comments. They helped me with my mouth breathing.
0: Well, the comments helped us the first couple weeks. People were like, more NBA. That's right. Cut down on the NFL a little bit. Just give us the picks and talk NBA. We're like, okay. And they said, Joe House sounds like a serial killer. He's breathing into the mic. We're like, you're right. He does sound like a serial killer. We should fix that. They said, Joe House is giving us too many stats. Just give I'm us, give us more balanced that. analysis. We fixed that. Um, Tate's farting in, in the background. D- please tell him to stop. It's disgusting. And we fixed that. I threatened to fire him, and he, he doesn't fart anymore. It's great. So, uh, yeah, leave us comments on stuff. And definitely BSPNsurvey.com. Fill that out. That really helps us. And uh, House. Yeah. This will be fun. Warriors Celtics tonight. Football this weekend.
1: I got the pizza and the popcorn ready for tonight.
0: And we got the Steelers. We'll go big on the Steelers. All right.
1: Great time of year. Great time of year.
0: Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. We about this bitch. Anytime y'all want to see me again, rewind this track right here. Close your eyes. And picture me rolling.